So good to see everyone today. We're in the holiday season, a lot of things going on, encouraging everybody that will to be with family as much as possible, enjoy one another. Amen. And just invite the presence of God to lead and guide you as you encourage each other. Amen. We're hearing words here already today, amen, that God is stretching us. Amen. Our challenges are taking place. Anybody going through any challenges? And so, and then once, once I said, but there, the, the, the spirit that is resisting, the, the spirit of resistance is real in our world right now, isn't it? Amen. It'll follow you to church, won't it? Amen. And so just want to encourage you today that um, God's going to give you something that's going to ah, get you settled and, and uh, focused on your identity moving forward. And there's just going to be multiple testimonies that happen that only God can do this. Amen. There are some obstacles in our hearing that we all have to deal with at times. Anybody, amen, wonder what God is saying at times? And so you have to identify the obstacles that challenge your hearing in the spirit. And uh, sometimes you have anxiety, fear, depression. Anybody have that? Those would be obstacles, amen, to our hearing what the Lord is saying. Amen. They look so real, don't they? Depression's real. When you're feeling it, it's like, oh, oppression, oh, heaviness. It's real. Amen. And it's evident. And, and it's only there because, amen, it's, we're, we're hosting some kind of lie that we don't realize we're hosting that's facilitating that. And uh, let me encourage everyone today in this word that God is going to give us is God has a plan for you and it's good. It's not disaster. Amen. He has plans that you have life, a future and hope. So God's plans for you are always good. Right in the middle of something that's looking real bad. God has a plan. He has a future for you. And he wants you to know he's ready to facilitate a hope in you you can't have on your own. God wants to give you hope. That's why hearing is so valid in our world right now. And last week we talked about praying in the Spirit. We're in part six of the Promise series. We talked about praying in the Spirit and how valid that is for all of us. And how many prayed in the Spirit? Don't raise your hand. It's not necessary. You can if you want to, but... Ah, praying in the Spirit facilitates God's presence on a new level. It gives you a knowing you can't have any other way. Which brings us to our topic this week on the promise message, part six. What does it look like to walk, to be led by the Spirit? What does it look like to be led by the Spirit? Amen. The presence of God is important. Everybody agree? You see, our identity is revealed from his presence. Apart from his presence, we cannot experience fulfillment. God designed you to be fulfilled. Why? Because he designed you for an objective. Amen. And that was to be with him and to represent him and to experience all of his goodness, his nature, his essence. God wants you to know him. Well, that's pretty much impossible apart from hanging out with him. And, and it's going to take an eternity to get there. And 
the, the fact of the matter is you really never arrive. It's always wow all the time. Goodness gracious. Mm. Anybody want your, that wow factor to just keep going with you through, through the life that you're living in this sphere called flesh? Amen. Amen. This finite realm that uh, seems to just have too many things going on that I'm not interested in. Yet we're a part of it. And most of our trouble comes from our ignorance. Can I say it like that? <laughs> you just don't know what you don't know. And God's aware of that. And he has all kind of grace and mercy to facilitate you getting to a place where, <sighs> we, we, I'm old here. I'm, I'm, I had this, you know, I should have had a V8 moment. Shows up. I should have had a V8, you know. And young people ask your parents that are old about that. They'll tell you. Amen. But these aha moments, boy, I wish I'd have known that 10 years ago. I wish I'd have known that back in whatever, you know, date that is. But, um, but we know it now and we're having fun with God now. Amen. I want to read you, um, uh, a few scriptures to facilitate, um, this, what does it look like to be led by the spirit? Now keep in mind in the old tabernacle, which is a type of you, who you are in Christ in the old tabernacle when the priest got through ministering in the holies of holies and he come out from the veil, he would bless the nation. Amen. Well, God is showing you what Adam was designed for. Amen. The, the stuff that happened prior to him went into the holies of holies to minister, amen, and be ministered to so that he could declare the blessing of the Lord to the nation, amen, is the, the, the obedient side of life that God's asking. He's not asking much from us. Amen. It looks like he's asking a lot from our lens, but the enemy will add all kind of extras. You know, he'll tag on kind of like you're at a car dealer. You know, you get all these extras added on and, man, I thought the price was going to be this and this way. And, and, and you'll think your Christian life is costing you way, way more than what God is saying. Well, I've already paid the price. I've already paid the debt off. Where'd all this extra cost come? Why are you paying all this stuff? And so we will go to church and we live our life of just keep trying to, and it's penance. It, 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 truth of the matter, we're, we're actually doing, because we want to earn, we feel like we need to earn our right to be with God. And so we, we, hear, we, we hear, we talk about this all the time. And, and we have to. We have to revisit it and revisit it because we get suckered into it, suckered into it. And amen? Because the enemy has that much influence in our lives on a weekly basis. And, and, and when, we become, when we come to the resolve that I know that the enemy knows how to do what he does well, then all of a sudden hosting God's presence and being led by the Spirit and praying in the Spirit is just very, very significant for me to win and to be fulfilled. Everybody agree? And so the high priest would come in. And so after he would minister, he would bless the nations. But prior to that, there was a process from the temple, the outer courts. You, you traveled by the altar of sacrifice. And there it is. You, you identify with the sacrifice, which is Christ. Not only do you identify with the sacrifice, which is Christ, through repentance and change in the way you think. I'm, I'm taking on a new way of thinking so I can experience life correctly. But you go by the brazen laver, which, amen, where the blood and water is mingled, where baptism takes place. And, 
Amen. You're now identified. And the priest could look into that brazen laver and it reflected his image. He could see himself. God wants you to know who you are. And God designed you to take that name that's above every name and walk in it. Because where his name is, that's his presence. He places his name where his, he makes his abode. And so when you talk about doing anything in the name of Jesus, it's not an abracadabra statement. When you do anything in order to do in the name of Jesus, you're doing it in the presence of God as his representative. And you bear his name, his identity. You are a reflection of him. And he says that about you. Now, I know the enemy never tells you that, right? And so the process of going to get to the holies of holies and receive what you need so that you can declare the blessing over the nation, amen, there's an, there's an involvement of obedience, sacrifice, and repentance, and baptism, amen, where your identity is received, amen, in water, and then you're able to eat from the table of Showbread, amen. The bread that came down from heaven is, oh man, you're developing your hearing. You, you can, the candlesticks, your eye light, you, you can see now. And, you, and in the incense, the glory of God is becoming more real to you. And, and you're getting caught up in who God says you are so that you can go in, amen, to the throne room where the throne is, the mercy seat, and experience God, minister to him, him minister to you, amen, and in agreement and in unity in the spirit, you're able to leave there and be a blessing. In 1 Peter 4 and 10, it says, God has given each of us a gift for, from this, his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? I just wonder if he, when he sent them out by twos, one had a, a gift of speaking, the other had a gift of helping. And they covered one another's weakness, and they were powerful together when he sent them out by two. Some of you have a powerful gift to speak, and, and, and when I say that, every time you open your mouth, it brings hope. It's good news. It's encouraging. It's edifying. It strengthens those that are hearing you. But you need that second person standing next to you that has that gift of knowing how to help make things happen, and they give that big hug and a in a unique way and give that kind of connection from heaven to earth that feels like Jesus is holding them up. Amen. The glory of God happens that way. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Verse 12 is very key here so that it can give you some encouragement today. Dear friends, don't be surprised when you're being stretched, when there's challenges, unfair things happening, and the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Pause for effect right now. After he gets through encouraging them about 
how God's glory is manifest and how we can reveal that glory to others in our path. He reminds them now, don't think it's strange when all hell breaks loose. As though you're being picked on. Anybody ever feel like being picked on? Ever felt like you've been picked on and things ain't fair? And, and man, we can just sit down and have a conversation on what's not fair and woe is me. Yeah, you catch every one of us at the right moment and we can give us a wonderful, well, it ain't wonderful, it's pretty sad sack stated. You know, that's another dating myself. Doom, despair, agony, defeat, debate, dating myself again. Hee-haw, everybody's seen hee-haw before. And we'll join in with them singing the song. And we can get on tune and get in rhythm, and it's like we've sung it a lot. The reality of it is, ladies and gentlemen, stuff happens not for evil but for good. And wherever you are right now, I can assure you, based on what the Lord spoke to me early this week, amen, that everything is in his divine plan in its own time. Amen. And you're saying, Pastor, please give me something that's going to validate that so I can hold on to this lifeline. Amen. And all I can give you is what Daddy gives me. Amen. Because this guy right here, needs Jesus every day. Every day. I need more of him than you do. And some of you are saying, no, you don't. I need more of him than you do. I, okay, we can argue the fact for a little while, but let's just come to a conclusion today. We need Jesus, and Jesus has set us up to experience him, and he's an ever-present help in time of need. So we all need him, and he's there right in the middle of our need. And he has purposed to get his glory. And his glory, receiving his glory, has everything to do with how you, amen, align yourself and trust him in his presence. Amen. So failure, mistakes, flaws in our life give Jesus the needed ingredients to make us as we yield to him. Being led by the Spirit isn't primarily about us, is it? Uh, when, I, when I say that individually, it's not about me. But yet, being in the Spirit is key for me to become. It's about God and His mission to impact others through us collectively. Amen. Together, what can we do in Him? The more connected we become, the more I find out that whatever challenge I'm faced with, you become very important to me because now you become a type of Christ in my life. For me to win, I need Jesus. And I found out that that's going to be being connected to you. Amen. And I validate him when I connect with you and I embrace you and I listen to him as he speaks about you and what he's so passionate over you Amen. And his, his future he has for you. Oh, God is so good. And so, seeking the approval of others only distracts us from being led by the Spirit. Amen. Very important you catch this because I was, because, uh, Monday morning I'm waking up and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm musing over what God's talking to me about. And 
he just put this impression in my spirit that just brought a breath of life to me. And, and I'm, I'm really just basically getting going early that morning. And he said, son, he said, stop seeking my approval. And just hang out with me today and let's see what happens. And he come over me like that. Now, keep in mind, I, I know we're in a series called The Promise. I haven't taken the time to see what the next step's going to be that we're going to talk about today. And ah, he speaks that into my spirit. Son, quit trying to earn my approval. He said, don't go there. Just hang out with me and let's see what happens. And that was so attractive to my spirit. It's like, well, that sounded like a that sounded like a deal. So I don't have to, I don't have to posture myself in any way to in any form or fashion to get you to see me. No, he said, son, you look pretty rough right now. And you need to brush your teeth, you need to straighten up, and I'm in love with you. Even before you get ready for the day, I'm in love with you. And I'm just saying, son, if you'll just trust me and just hang out with me, let's see what happens. But, Lord, this is going on, and that's going on, and this is happening, and I, this needs to be taken care of, and, that, and, 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 and all these things need to be done. And, 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 and I'm thinking, I'm going to go get this done so I can so I have access to you. Anybody ever thought like that before? Anybody ever got up and said, man, I need to read my devotional. I need to read so many scriptures, and I need to pray so long so that God will hopefully give me some attention today and recognize me as I exist. Now, we wouldn't say it just like that, but our actions speak louder than our words. And so we're talking about what it looks like to be led by the Spirit. Peter writes, you know, as he so eloquently did, he challenged us. He said, don't be surprised at the fiery trials. All that comes into play. God knew it was happening. It was on its way, and he was getting you prepared for it before it showed up. And his preparation is to let you know he's there with you. If you decide to make a bad choice, and I've done that more than I want to talk about, and we make our bed in hell, he said, I'll be right there too. Because I'm after you, I'm not going to stop. I, I, I've got a passionate desire to finish something I started in you before you was even born. I had plans for you. And God is all in the mix, and I so appreciate him, that about him. And so our need to earn his approval is evidence that we're not trusting him to lead us. Amen. This eventually will reveal the ugly lie that we're entertaining that causes us to always look for his approval. I need, I need, I need God's approval. I just need to know that he, 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 he thinks I'm valid and valued and you work hard for it. And some of you right now are thinking, because we've been, we've been talking about this for the last several weeks, that when there's a dynamic that you're hosting, such as depression or anxiety or frustration or hate or guilt or shame, and <sighs> that's the evidence that you're hosting a lie that needs to be dealt with. And that spirit needs to be, and I call it what it is, cast down. 
Amen? And let the presence of God come in. Because he ain't saying anything that makes you feel bad, depressed, shamed, ugly. He don't, he don't say anything that says that about you. So, if I feel like that at times, it's because I'm giving my ear to something I shouldn't be giving my ear to. Does that help you? And, and most of you may be saying, well, I didn't know I was hearing a voice. Yeah, because remember, there's distractions from hearing God's voice, and you can sense what God is saying. You can hear a voice if, you want, if, if that's the way you need it. Uh, God can speak to you in an audible voice if he wants to. But he also comes in impressions, strong impressions. And you'll, you can feel it right here. I, I know that. Oh, man, goodness, I know that's the truth. And I, you, you don't know how you got that revelation, but you got it. You know something you can't explain. That's God speaking. And he does that often if we'll let him. Matter of fact, he wants to do it more than we want him to probably. And we all say, no, I want him to do it all the time. Okay. He'll invite you to... Put that to the test. But sometimes he has to challenge us, or basically by our choice, with some storms of life. Amen? And because we're asking, anybody, anybody believe you ever prayed yourself into trouble before? Not intentionally. Nobody in this room ever prayed yourself in trouble. But, Lord, I want you to have it your way. And whatever it takes, Lord, count me in. Okay, some of you quit playing, praying for patience a long time ago because that, that, that cost a lot. <laughs> Amen, but still we need patience. Still we need the kingdom attributes, amen, able to operate from us as his representative. We need that. And so at the end of the day, we really want to be like our daddy. And we don't want to be like the, dark, the daddy of darkness, do we? And so we've got to start cleaning house, amen, from every idea, every thought that exalts itself above God and bring every thought into captivity, amen? How we do that? Being obedient to Christ. Well, okay, I want to be obedient. He's speaking. He or she that has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. It's very important because as the Spirit speaks and you, you yield to what we heard Tony say, at the end of the day, it's, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Why? Because he knows what's best for me. He's a good daddy. Yes, Lord. <sighs> it's the pathway that he's or orchestrated or ordained for our steps to, to go. Amen. And so we, we position ourselves to get these impressions like breath it says oh this is god speaking amen and so how far will jesus go to encourage us to allow his spirit to lead us the disciples found fault in one another did they not when they was walking with jesus and uh, they also wanted to lord over one another because they'd always talking about who the greatest was with disciples doing that Amen. And, and, and they were dropping the ball left and right. They even stood between the children and Jesus. You know, they wouldn't let the children get close. And God had to get on top of them on that. You know, they just kept making one mistake after the next. Peter, the spokesman for the good news message, 
that denies Jesus. While, he's, while Jesus is going through his challenge and his suffering for us and for Peter, Peter's rejecting him the whole time. And yet God says, no, that's going to be my spokesman. Has anybody ever felt like, man, I've done God so wrong, how can he ever use me? Don't raise your hand. And he wants me to tell you today, it don't matter what you've done, his cross works. And he ain't through. It may look like you're through. It may look like it's over for you. But he's saying, no, that's not the truth. The truth is, man, your best days is before you. And I'm going to be glorified. And he trusted you with the pain. He trusted you with the challenge. He trusted you with the storms. He trusted you with everything that looks like garbage in your life. Because he knew he was going to be able to take that, amen, and use that to bring you into true identity. And you were going to know him in the fellowship of his servant. You're going to understand where he went on your behalf and my behalf. And so most of us have prayed ourselves into the trouble that we're experiencing in life, amen, and, and that's okay. Because everybody means well. We want to be daddies, boys, and girls, right? And so we're looking at today what it looks like to be led by the Spirit. Amen. Romans 8 and 9 says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit you have if you have the Spirit of God living in you. I don't know of anyone that wants to be controlled by your sinful nature. But let me say it like this. You're going to be controlled by one or the other. Everyone's going to serve the devil or Jesus. Everybody in this room is serving one or the other. Amen. That means that you're going to be controlled by one or the others. You mean Jesus is going to make me be right? No, he's not making anybody do anything. But when I choose him on the level of surrender... And I give him access to my life in a way that he can be the author and the finisher, the driver, the captain, the king, whatever it is you want to call it. I'm giving control over him willingly. And to, to me, it, I've, I've, I'm, I'm figuring this out, I think. No, maybe I'm not, but I'm getting closer to knowing him more. That just hanging out with him, and trusting him that he does see me as the apple of his eye, the object of his affection, his passion. I'm talking to somebody here because this is supposed to be to you today. You are the apple of his eye. You are the object of his passion. And all the stuff you've been through hadn't been for evil. It's been for an appointed time so that you and him could come together in spirit and in truth. And you could become who you're designed to be as a true worshiper, a steward of the manifold grace of God. Amen. Hanging out with daddy so you can just see what's going to happen next. Anybody would like to live your life being wild every moment of every second of every day? Just wild? Wow. Oh, wow. Another miracle. Another, another evidence that you're being led by the Spirit? Pastor Lou, that's, that, that, that's, that's fantasy. I know, I know how the enemy talks. I understand, I understand his voice. It's real. And he'll convince you that... Uh, 
Jane Doe or John Doe can have that, but I can't have it. He's convincing. Uh, they can have it, but I can't. I'm telling you what I heard from heaven today. Everybody can have it. It's just a decision that you and I have been given from heaven to choose you this day whom you will serve. You can choose life or you can choose death. In choosing life, you're saying, Lord, take me and use me. Amen. And what you're agreeing with is, okay, I know I'm not going to be able to figure this out, Lord, but I'm, I'm all in. And he's going to ask you to probably walk on water. He's going to ask you to do something that's not logical. And what he's looking for is that, that willingness, that availability, so that he can do what's not logical, and that's wow. And, and let me say it like this. The Lord's not asking you to do it. He's asking you to let him do it through you. So if I walk up to someone today because they're hurting, they're physically hurting, and they need a miracle, and I lay hands on them and I pray for them, who's the one being put on the spot, me or Jesus? It's not on me. It's not on you. Huh? We're with him to see what will happen. We're just with him on the journey of being who he says we are. The question is, do I trust him in the fact that I'm who he says I am? Amen? Yeah, this is good. There's three ways you can know that you're being led by the Spirit. Number one is we walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, not by the things that they see. If God still has to prove to you that, amen, this is you, God, before you act, because you need to see some, I've been there, give me some evidence. Then you just need to pause for a moment. Come back and say, Lord, okay, I got some issues here right now. Obviously, because I need you to give me what gives me the knowing I need. As far as sight is concerned, I'm hosting a lie that I need to deal with. If y'all catch on, if y'all truly catch this today, the enemy is going to be running seven different ways from you and your relationships, your families, your own business. Where you're just going to see all kinds of hope and future coming into your life. God's asking us to address the lies that we've allowed to be in our life. And there's precious people I love and that you love that we'll give them more significance than we will God. And we'll listen to what they're saying and we'll buy into it as the gospel. I'm talking to several here today. But I can do that because I know me. I have influences in my life that unknowingly when they would speak it was the gospel and it wasn't the gospel it sounded good it sounded logical and I agreed with it but I did not know I was entertaining some leaven 
that I didn't realize was in there, and I bought into it, and now it becomes real spiritual because the thing that I could be walking in, the walk, we walk by faith, I'm now needing to figure out how to get to this point without God, and I'm not realizing that's what I'm doing, and I'm studying extra. I'm writing lots of notes. I'm reading a lot doing a lot of praying. Did y'all know that you can fast, pray, read your Bible, do your devotions, and not be led by the Spirit? Pastor Lowe, that ain't possible. Yeah, that's predominant. I mean, we could have an altar call here right now just on that. That we can, we can do a lot of things that should facilitate more of the Spirit-led life, but because we're entertaining lies that we don't believe are lies, we're locked down, and we can't move forward. And so the first thing that you should note today, if you want to validate that you're Spirit-led, is you walk by faith. You don't walk by sight. Everything you do is measured by how the Lord is speaking. Come on, my sheep, hear my voice. I know them. They experience me, and they're empowered through that experience to follow me. Let me say that again. My sheep hear my voice. There's an experience. I know them. That's intimate. That experience, which we know is the spirit baptism and fire, empowers them to follow me. I haven't met a Christian that says I'm a follower of Christ that really wants to follow. They want to follow Christ. They don't know why they're not, though. And, but they, they'll try to convince you I'm a follower of Christ, but where's the evidence at? Let's don't talk about the evidence. <laughs> grandma or whoever this person is that has influence, and I love grandmas, by the way. God, I had an awesome one. So I can say it, and I got an awesome one. But grandma ain't God. Grandma's a child of God that's important, and she impacted my life. But God wants to be Lord in my life. And the way he's Lord in my life is, number one, is I hear his voice. I let him come and experience in such a way that I'm empowered to be a witness so I can follow him. When you're a follower of Christ, the second thing that happens, that you know you're led by Jesus, amen, led by the Spirit, is that you build relationships. We're relationship builders. That's evidence that you're led by the Spirit. Just helping somebody. As Paul would write to Philippian church, you become more concerned about the needs of others than yourself. This is the mind of of Christ, or let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, a relationship builder. Amen. So, number one, we walk by faith and not by sight. Pastor Lowe, give me a Bible study so I can see the scriptures that validate this. I, I know I shouldn't go there, but I am. I need to see the scriptures. Okay, if that's all you ever see is a scripture, you never hear him, you in trouble. Because the letter kills. The letter kills. 
the letter kills. Aaron, in that truth, and you'll become a policeman instead of being God's fireman. Have you ever policed anybody before? Oh, everyone in this building has it. Sometime or another, we police people because they need to be better and they need to straighten up and bless God. I believe this, <laughs> right? And have you ever thought someone needed to do something? They should, you, know, you should be doing this. That's policing. I mean, can you imagine a fire going on and someone in the house burning? And they're, they're going to burn, they're going to die if you don't get in there and pull them out. But you're, you're a policeman. You're investigating how the fire started. And they're in there burning up. But boy, we're going to find out what started this fire. And in the middle of it, souls are being lost. Because we're doing a Bible study on what started the fire. And what the problem is. The sons of God are firemen. They pull people out of hell. They pull people. It's like a pulpit. You're pulling people out of trouble. Why? You're giving them the good news. Every time someone hears good news, hope and a future comes with that message. God has a plan for everybody. It's a good plan, and it's not disaster. And God has chosen every one of us to be his mouthpiece to bring the good news that brings hope and a future. Anybody finding out what your identity is yet? And his children know his voice. And another they'll not follow. His children do. And they build relationships. That's powerful, y'all. But then the third way you can know that you're being led by the Spirit, which is not a suggestion, it's a mandate, ladies and gentlemen. Led by the Spirit is important. Amen. We all who are led by the Spirit are on the Jesus mission. Everybody that's led by the Spirit is on the Jesus mission. Some of you call it the Great Commission. You know that you're led by the Spirit when you're baptizing and making disciples. Now, Pastor Lowe, you, you, you shouldn't go there because that's for the guy that holds the mic. He does the baptizing and he does the making of disciples. I've heard that too. I used to believe that lie. This is good. As a believer... I baptize and make disciples. As a gift to the church, the pastor, I equip you for the ministry of the, the work of the ministry so that you, as the bride of Christ, I'm just the best man as a pastor. I'm the bride of Christ too with you as a believer. But as a pastor, I'm just the best man doing the work of the groom on behalf of the bride. We want to make, she, make sure she gets on display. Amen? I'm not the most anointed person. The most anointed person is the bride. Touch not my anointed, neither do my prophet any harm. Okay, we don't want you to kill him if you can't keep him from dying. But don't mess with my bride. Does that sound like a husband? If the, if the best man dies, not a big deal. That's not why we're there, the bride. Somebody's going to catch us in a minute. And the bride is the womb. 
by which he plants his seed and children are born. That wedding took place 2,000 years ago because there's children being born all over the world right now. And the enemy's job is to keep the bride preoccupied and not yielding to the one, amen, that's covering her. And the enemy does his job well to distract us from hearing the voice. Come on. You ladies, you know a man can give you a word and you'll give him back a sentence. A man can give a woman a sentence and she'll give him back a paragraph. This is dangerous, though. If you give a woman a paragraph, she'll give you a book. I know we're giggling off, but look how powerful the bride is. You reckon God has something to say through his bride? You reckon the bride has some significance when it comes to his children? You reckon you're pretty powerful? And all of a sudden, the guy with the mic ain't that important, is he? Just for you that's guests, thank you for coming. But you'll notice I don't set up here because I want to be the bride. I'm not looking for a seat, amen, to be recognized as someone important. I need Jesus, but it's something about being a believer. I can pray for the sick, and they'll recover. As the pastor, I get to encourage you and, and, and challenge you to step up to your identity and go lay hands on the sick. And they'll recover. But as a pastor, I don't lay hands on the sick. I do as a believer, though. Are we starting to track yet? The Jesus ministry. You're gifted. The enemy knows how powerful you are. He don't want you to ever get a revelation of how powerful you are. Amen. Because when you do, what happens is then every body of water becomes important to you. Man, we're going down to the coast this week, and we're going to have a barbecue. We're going to fish. We're going to have some family time. That's okay. But while you're there, when you're in the Spirit, when you're led by the Spirit, you're looking for everybody who God wants to baptize. Every body of water, every pond, every lake, every tank, every river, every bathtub, every water trough, if there's some water and I can get you under it. Why? Because I'm led by the Spirit. That water's there more for me, not, not necessarily to drink, but something eternal's ready to happen. And I may drink some in the meanwhile. So important for us to catch this because the enemy wants to hold you captive to all the distractions going on. And let me say this to the families. I know you need more time together. I know you need to spend time together. Couples, married couples, you need to spend more time together. You need to learn how to develop the language of the kingdom in your relationships. It's not a, 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 you know, an added blessing. It's a prerequisite. It's a mandate, y'all. We need to develop in our relationships so that we can, in our relationship building, step into the Jesus mission, amen, in unity. That's why it says, how can you take care of the church of God if you can't take care of your own house? And so, y'all, that's been an ongoing 
revelation for me as a senior leader is I can always do better in my personal home so that God can be more effective, amen, with his house. But how can we serve the kingdom mission, the Jesus mission, if we can't even serve at our own home? Amen. This is not a message to you. I'm looking at the guy in the mirror because I can be better when it comes to hearing God. I can be better at relationship building and investing in my relationships in my path so that I can be effective on the Jesus mission so that wherever I go, amen, in Jesus' name, in the presence of God, amen, I can take advantage of every body of water I'm passing. Amen. Think it not strange when the fiery challenges of life seem to overwhelm you. God is not meaning nothing more than he means good, amen, and not disaster. But rather, his interest is that he give you hope and a future. How? In his presence. The last six messages on the promise, we have focused on, amen, the spirit and the presence of God being the, the big common denominator. Amen. Hosting the presence of God. Apart from his presence, there is no such thing as fulfillment. You can read that wonderful book called the Bible from page from the very beginning to the ending and miss what I just said. And when you stand before God, well, Lord, I read all the Bible. That doesn't fly with him. What flies with him is that we were spirit. Lord, I want to go tell everybody about you. No, I need you to hang out here. You can hang out here until you be endowed with my presence. Whew. Somebody felt that one? Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy and life forevermore. And when you get in it, you really don't care what other people think. you get in it somebody may look hmm they look like they drunk does it matter what anybody thinks all that matters is you're experiencing the, the source of fulfillment and life and hope and a future but grandma said and uncle so and so said no 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 matter what they said what's he saying ah and are you saying the same thing he's saying because last time I checked, everybody walking in shoe leather or if they don't have any, they all need Jesus too. And they should never have greater influence than the spirit you host. Unless it's the devil you're hosting. And I've done that enough. And it took someone else that was walking in the spirit, led by the spirit, to come rescue me from the darkness that I was hosting in my life. Depression, you're not allowed to stay in this room. 
oppression, you cannot stay in this room. More importantly, you can't stay in that life, in that life, in that life. Sickness, you've been there for a season, but you got to go. It's a promise. God has a plan for you, and it's not disaster. It's life. It's a future. It's hope. I can't tell you how God's going to bring to all the married couples the honeymoon that he wants them to have, but he wants them to have it. He wants you to have it more than you want it. And I haven't met a couple that don't want to be happy and enjoy the rest of their days together. Amen. In love with one. I haven't met a couple that don't want that. But to have that on that level, there has to be a threefold cord. The source has to be the Spirit. Now I feel the urgency to say this. You can have devotion with your spouse every morning and not walk in the Spirit. You can pray together every morning and not really be led by the Spirit. But when you're led by the Spirit and you pray, when you're led by the Spirit and you have a devotion, it's amazing what happens because you're not debating what God's saying. You're agreeing because you're both hearing. The problems in our relationship is we're not hearing together. We're not walking by faith together. We're not building relationships together. We're not on the Jesus mission together. That means we need Jesus. Amen. Boy, right where you're sitting, anything can happen right now. Y'all, and y'all, y'all felt the, the stretching when you came in. You felt the resistance. You felt the challenges of life. But right where you're sitting, if you'll just pay attention to what he's saying and let's address the distractions. <sighs> Anxiety, depression, frustration, guilt, shame, sickness. You got to go. You got to go. And you have that power to push it out by becoming available. He told me, he said, son, why don't you just, uh, just hang out with me? Let's see what happens. Does anybody want to hang out with him? You don't have to come up here and beg him for his presence. He said, all you have to do is ask for the Holy Spirit, and he's a good daddy. He will give it to you right now. You don't have to jump up and down and go, go through hoops and validate the fact that you want it really bad. You can just ask. And the moment you feel, some of you need to just right here, quit thinking, feel. Just feel after him. He will suddenly come to his temple. Suddenly. And right now, I sense in the building right now, we're getting delivered of worry about what others think. And we're opening up to let daddy do what daddy does best. And that's fill his house with his glory. With his glory. <clears throat> If the Lord 
comes upon you and you feel like you need to get on your face, get on your face. The Lord comes upon you and you feel like I need to get up there and get down to the front. Get down to the front because every step is worship. It's yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever the prompting is in your spirit right now, he's looking for access. The most powerful being that he's created, and that's humanity. Of all of his creation, none compares to you. But the only way we can live in that powerful dynamic is in his presence. And he gets his glory that way. That's why it's okay if you get drunk in the spirit. He's getting his glory. It really don't matter what anybody thinks. He's getting his glory. <sighs> Father, I thank you for this word today. Only you can do it. And you'll use an old country boy that needs you more than anybody in the room. <sighs> and that's humbling, Lord. And you'll love people at the end of the day you already pre-planned this and you already set it in motion and your spirit was moving all the while and you're so attractive right now daddy oh, your presence is so attractive you, we're designed for this thank you for designing us to be attracted to your presence and to host you right now father let the wind blow let the let the fire fall. Let your spirit come in power, Lord, today. Validate, confirm, encourage, build up, strengthen, Lord, as only you can. It's yours. Receive it. God loves you so much. Can we stand and surrender with our hands to heaven? Pick me up, Daddy. He's not far away. He's right there in front of you. Huh. Your future's bright. Your best days are before you. Receive it today. Ah, God bless you. If you want to come forward, come on. Amen. Do it for daddy. Come get everything he has for you. Doubting nothing. Receive it in Jesus' name.